The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. How far do you want to go with God? He has sent His Holy Spirit to take you as far as you're willing to go. Relationship is the answer to any dilemma that we face. What is our relationship with God? Not more faith, not more power. Jesus said, if you have the faith of the mustard seed, well, you have the faith of the mustard seed because you have Christ living within you when you gave your life over to Christ. The Spirit of God came to live in you, the Holy Spirit. So what's missing? Fostering the relationship. By relationship, we hear his voice, and we are divinely energized. There's a superpower. It's not natural. It's a superpower. It's the power of God, because God's word, when he speaks, is full of power. In the book of Lucas says, no word of God is void of power. His word, he speaks, or is spoken, shall accomplish, wherein two It has been said. It shall accomplish his divine purpose. God is a God that sees and answers prayer. God has a plan for our life, each of us, that we cannot always see. And as we're guided by his spirit, he will take you into the place of doing the works of God. And he is about to release such a powerful anointing over the church, so mighty that the church is going to do the mighty works as never before the works of God shall be seen. Because God moves in cycles. He moves in seasons. There's a timing in the way that God moves. And what we have seen before, we will see again. We will see the good things, the glorious things of God. The word of the Lord tells us that there are greater things coming. Because truly, eyes have not seen and ears have not heard what the Lord has in store for those who Love the Lord. Now watch that key word, love, today. And the title of our message is The Secret to Power That Jesus Knew. The word of the Lord states it this way, 1 Corinthians 2 and 9. But as it is written, eyes have not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those that love him. And that would be you. Now you can go on and shout hallelujah now. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. He's talking about you, the believer, the one who has faith and hope and your trust is in him. The world has not seen what he is about to do through the church, his body, the body of Christ. I was talking to an entrepreneur last week and some days later, the Holy Spirit said, call them and tell this young entrepreneur Tell them that God is going to do something phenomenal for them, something so great that they are not going to believe 
They are not going to be able to believe what he is about to do. I said, okay, okay, Lord, I'll call them. So I called them and I told them, I said, this is what the Lord is saying about your business. And they said, well, what's he going to do? I mean, what, what does that mean? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> I cannot tell you what he is about to do. But whatever he's about to do, it's great. You're not going to be able to believe what God is going to do for you. Well, I want to tell you, it wasn't very many days before I received a phone call. And I was given this message that that entrepreneur received a call. And it was from one of the largest companies in their industry. And a representative from that company called and said, we'd like to do business with you. We'd like to engage in business. It was absolutely amazing. The contract was signed and the deal was sealed. That was just outstanding how God speaks and then he does what exactly he speaks. No word of God is void of power. It shall accomplish wherein two it has been sent. God wants to reveal to you what he is doing. Not only what he is doing in your life, but in the life of people around you. God is releasing such a powerful anointing. It is tremendous. It is a double portion anointing that is coming upon the church. I'm going to share with you something today regarding the way that God oftentimes anoints. When God is going to anoint a ministry or, or a person, oftentimes he sends his angels for this work of assisting in the anointing, and they will not rest until that anointing is accomplished. Now, I'm not talking about not rest in terms of sleeping, but they will make sure that whatever God has sent them to do, that it is accomplished. Now, there were angels in the temple in Isaiah, the sixth chapter. And Isaiah, the sixth chapter is known as Isaiah's great commission. Isaiah received his commission from God so that he could speak on behalf of God to his people. He would speak as a prophet. There the angels of the Lord touch his lips with a hot coal from the fire. And now his lips are purged and he is anointed to do the work of God. Let's watch the work of God's angels. Isaiah 6 chapter. Isaiah is there in the temple. Isaiah sees the Lord sitting upon the throne, high and lifted up, and his train fill the temple. Isaiah fears for death, for he has seen the Lord, and he cries out that he is unholy, and his lips are unclean, and he lives in the midst of a people that are unclean, and his eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Now let's watch the angels, the cherubim, as they anoint Isaiah to become a prophet, an actual mouthpiece for God. And the Lord reveals this. Then flew one of the seraphims, an angel, unto me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with the tongues from the altar of the Lord. And he laid it upon my mouth and said, Lo, this has touched thy lips, and thy iniquity is taken away, and thy sin is purged. God's angel anointed Isaiah to do the work of God in the office of a prophet. Is this not the same God that you and I serve? He will anoint us to do the works of God, to do his works. But the heart must be prepared. I'm talking to you today. Are you ready? The Lord is saying, I'm sending forth my angels with authority to anoint many of God's people. I tell you the truth. The church is going to experience those who are watching and waiting. They have purposed in their heart that they will serve God. God is going to send forth his angels with the oil 
to release the anointing over God's people, a prophetic anointing shall be released. Who can fathom the mind of the Almighty? When we want God to do something amazing in our life, then we must live in a way that's pleasing in his sight. I'm going to share with you something today regarding the way God often anoints. He will send his angels with a vial of oil. Now, there was a man anointed by God in the New Testament in the book of Romans. We see Brother Paul. Now, he was anointed. Not necessarily angels sent to him, but Christ himself was sent to him. He met him on the road to Damascus. Now, Paul, we see in the book of Romans, a mighty man, a man of prayer, an apostle with a tremendous prayer life. He is not often described as a mighty man of prayer, but he is one. He is a prayer warrior for the Lord. We see tremendous healing and deliverance, salvation, miracles, signs, and wonders follow this man. Acts 19 and 12, God did extraordinary miracles through the hands of Paul so that even handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched his body were taken to the sick and the diseases and evil spirits left them. Now, there were some Jewish exorcists who tried to invoke the name of the Lord Jesus Christ over those with evil spirits. They would say, I bind you by Jesus whom Paul proclaims. So we see others who are trying to even use his name to cast out evil spirits. Brother Paul is a prayer warrior, a giant in prayer, a man releasing the faith of God as he ministers in the land. Now, I want to step off for just a moment. I want to step to the side for just a moment, if you will, and follow me for just a moment. I want to travel to the side for just a moment, if you bear with me. To share something with you. One day I was praying and I was looking at one of the prophets. And as I was looking at this prophet and the story of their life and the, the phenomenal healings, the deliverance, the uh, just complete, it, just phenomenal works of God. And as I began to, as I was looking at this prophet and, and I'm talking to the Lord in my mind, I wasn't expecting him to answer, but I said to the Lord, I said, how did he do these miracles? How did this man do these things? I wasn't expecting an answer at all. And as I was thinking this to myself, I mean, this is silently, you know, within my own mind. Nothing was said out loud. Now, how did this man do these miracles? And I'm looking at the things that he did in his life and how people's lives were touched by this man. And and, and so I said, Wow, look at this, Lord, this is amazing. And I was just telling God about, you know, what I was looking at. Do you know what he said to me? I said, how did this man do these things? And the Lord said to me, he said three words. He said, he loved me. (laughs) That's what he said. He said, he loved me. Now, I know that all of us as believers, we would quickly say, if I said, do you love him? You'd say, yes, Valerie, absolutely. I love him. I love the Lord. Yes, we all do, but, well, I'm talking about going to a different dimension. Let's talk about the miracles that Jesus did for just a moment. And what did Jesus say about the Father? Jesus said, the Father loves me, and I love the Father. John 14 and 31 tells us about his actions. He said, I do exactly what the Father has commanded me, so so that the world will know that I love the Father. That's John 14 and 31. With Jesus, God is doing miraculous miracles through him. But he tells us of his actions. 
because it is Jesus that's gone before us, we know that we can do the same. But do we love him? Do we love him so much that God will receive the glory for our actions, all that we say and do? All does mean all at work, at home, and the community, and the board meeting, and our conversation behind closed doors. Jesus is doing the works of God. And he says, I love the Father. That is the secret of the power behind Jesus. He said, I love the Father. He's giving us the key to the kingdom. The key is relationship with God. It's all about love. If we're not doing the works that he did, then maybe we better fall more in love with him. If we're going to do the works, then we better find a deeper dimension of love with him and don't stop where we are. It's not good enough where we are. I promise you, it's just not good enough. God has so many dimensions. He desires a multidimensional relationship with us. It's like the depths of the ocean. One can go into such depth in the ocean so deep that if you were to go to that point, it would actually crush the human body because the depth is so deep. God wants us to go to a place where the self, the self is almost literally destroyed. But what it actually does is the self is absorbed in the spirit of God. And when the self is absorbed in the spirit of God, the person becomes selfless. The person experiences a level of abandonment of the self. When the person becomes selfless, they begin to operate in the spirit of God. The life becomes a living testament for others to read. The fruits of the spirit are produced in that person's life. I'm talking about falling completely in love with the father. Jesus was describing a dynamic relationship with God as the father. This relationship caused the power of God to be released in him while on earth to do the works that God sent him to do. He tells us that if we love God, we're going to keep his commandments. And those are the ones who truly love him. So God is calling the church to a deeper dimension. He's calling us to submerge ourselves in his spirit, to submerge yourself in this love. Allowing this love to completely overtake you. Brother Paul, after you met Jesus on the road to Damascus, this man was shaken. He was absolutely shaken on the inside. It was though God was an earthquake to him. After his experience with Jesus appearing to him on the road to Damascus, he goes into the Arabian desert for a period of three years. And after he, after he receives the Holy Spirit, he is shaken. He is completely shaken on the inside. The man who is absolutely an outlaw to the kingdom of God falls completely in love with God. And then he begins to live inside of the laws of God instead of being an outlaw to the kingdom of God. When love does not rule, our motives become distorted, causing the mind to be brought into captivity to earthly things. A ruler comes to Jesus and says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? The rich ruler tells Jesus, he's kept all the commandments of God all of his life. Jesus tells him, oh, you only lack one thing. Sell all that you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and then come and follow me. The rich man says, well, wait a minute, <laughs> that's not going to happen. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. Sell all my possessions? I'm not going to do that. <laughs> the man's faith in Christ was on trial. 
And because he did not truly love him, he could not follow him. Love is absolutely to govern the heart and the life of the church. 1 Corinthians 10 and 24, that no man seek his own, but every man another's wealth. Another translation says that no one, no one seek his own advantage, but rather that of his neighbor. Please remember these precious words. They'll carry you through life. I love the father. Let that be your motive for all that you do. You will grow. Take it into your heart. I love the father. Those are Jesus' very words. Meditate on this truth. It will go deep into the very soil of your heart. Your actions, your motives will be driven by this simple truth. Spiritual growth will begin to take place. You will draw closer to God. Think on this when you're driving in the car, when you're doing the everyday duties of life. Ask the Holy Spirit to enlighten you on what it truly means to love the Father. Jesus reveals this love, causes him to do exactly what God tells him to do. Therefore, this love allows him to hear the voice of God, to hear the Father's voice. He says this in John 14, 31, but I do exactly what the Father has commanded me so that the world may know that I love the Father. He said, I love the Father and the Father loves me. When the disciples saw the miracle power of God as it worked through the Messiah, they said, Lord, Teach us to pray. In Jesus' first two words, he reveals love and relationship to the disciples. They want to know what is the key to the miracles? What is the secret to the power that you're walking in, Master? And so in two words, when Jesus teaches them to pray, the first two words he says is, Our Father. Here is the power in his ministry, the loving relationship with God. He sees God as father. He sees him as a loving father. This takes spiritual overcoming and maturity. For us, we must love what we cannot see. But his love is so powerful, it transforms lives. And the one who walks in this love is alive within. They become a life changer. We become mature in Christ. As we love God as the Father, our faith is activated. Faith is a force. The power of love moves that force. But faith is a force. Ephesians 3 and 19. And we know this love that surpasses knowledge. That we may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Ephesians 3 and 19. And we know this love. That surpasses knowledge. Oh, bless his holy name. After Brother Paul meets Jesus on the road to Damascus and he becomes a life changer, those truly in love with Christ become life changers just like Brother Paul. They're changed into a new creature and old things pass away and they are new. They are life changers. We see his ministry. He commands evil spirits and the dynamic ministry of deliverance. We are all to perform these same works, Mark 16 and 17. And these signs shall accompany those who believe in my name. They will drive out demons. They will speak with new tongues. The love of God, 
the re- this relationship is to empower a mature church. Every Christian can go further with God. There's not one of us who can say where I am is enough. God's power is limitless, and so is his love. We cannot stay where we are. It's not good enough. God is calling his people, saying, let go of yourself. Submerge yourself in my spirit. Experience this love and allow me to overtake you. You will become a life changer. You will change the lives of those around you. When you walk in the power of the love of God, when we are able to say, I love the Father, And the Father loves me. When we truly can say that from our heart, we're at the point of manifesting, manifesting the works that Jesus did. Many today are bound by the enemy, and they do not know that they are bound. It's so easy to think that I'm fine with God and be living lawless, contrary to his word. So we must align our life with the Spirit. So how do we spend our time? How much time do we spend in prayer developing this love relationship? How much time do we spend in his word? How much time do we spend in worship and adoration? How much time do you spend in meditating on the word throughout the day? Believe it or not, we all meditate on something. We are meditating on something. We are pondering something. We are thinking upon something. Many situations that we ponder every day are negative and therefore void of any real power. How much of our day is focused on him? Meditate on the love of God when you do the everyday ordinary task of God. We must come to a place where we are rid of the world, where our flesh is rid of the world. We come to a place where we're no longer slander. We're no longer in malice. We're no longer gossip. We're no longer in hatred. The word of the Lord says that if you hate, then you are a murderer. We must begin to walk in love. And become more like the Father. When we walk in love, we become more and more and more like Him. So where are each of us right now? Remember, it's not good enough where you are. The disciples did such miraculous work by the Holy Spirit. They grew in boldness. They grew in unity. They grew. We cannot stay where we are. God has called us to the greatness and the victory. The Amplified Bible says, let us grow in every way and in all things. Another translation says, until we reach mature manhood. Paul's talking about growing up, growing up to be a man or a mature person, man or woman, but mature person spiritually speaking. Brothers and sisters of Christ, as we meditate on the word of God and we contemplate the word of God, we are taking possession of the word of God into our heart, that we may live by it, that we may live by the word of God. Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, see, it's a sign that we love him. There's a stirring in the atmosphere as the Messiah is coming forth to change the world as he approaches the earth. We are guided by his spirit. Those who are guided by his spirit, they will do the works of God. For the word of the Lord says, it is written, Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man, the things which God has prepared for those that love him. It's time that we grow up spiritually. We begin to walk in the love of God. As we walk in the love of God, we will manifest the power of God. We will do the works 
that Jesus did. Jesus said, the works I do, you shall do. And even greater works than this shall you do. The word of God is never void of power and will fulfill what it has spoken. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.org. Tune in this Sunday from 5.30 to 6 p.m. to listen live. For more information about our weekly live prayer call, visit our website at www.prayersheardinheaven.org.